Hello, Mr. Aldrich. And any other students <laughs> who uh, want to listen to this for fun, I guess. I'm Maddie Kehoe. And I'm Emily Dietrich. And today we will be comparing and analyzing uh, Harrison Bergeron uh, by Kurt Vonnegut and the short film World of Tomorrow by Don Heder Felt. The common theme we found between these two stories is that as people in society strive per- for perfection, they often lose sight of what it means to actually be human. In the world of tomorrow, it is specifically seen as the people there striving for perfection by cloning themselves from their original human body, but as they start to clone, they lose sight of what emotion is and almost become more robotic as time goes on, seeing that they lose what it feels like to have a personal connection, like the man who was seen as an art exhibit in some museum that has no emotion or he just sits in a tube blinking and along with as time goes on and they watch other people's memories and later as Emily they look at Emily Primes and see all these fun pictures but as you look and see Emily's actual memories that were made from her time you just see people watching the screens of other people's memories yeah as the cloning process like goes generation after generation um like Maddie said, they definitely start to lose their, like, memories, and then also what it means to be human, because as it said in the movie, she fell in love, or fell in love, um, with a rock, and, and like, a, a gas pump, yeah. and some weird alien dude, yeah, which isn't, that's not really emotion, I guess, it's what she was trying to fill in yeah. as emotion, it's so, like, she's trying to fill this empty hole that she doesn't know how to fill, because, over time she's lost sight of what human emotion actually is yeah and that's why she goes searching for emily prime is to get back some of the memories or emotion that she lost being a third generation clone which yeah okay so in harrison bergen's story the society strives to be perfect in a different way where they're not trying to get better they're almost holding each other back because they apply this reverse equity where if you see an image of equity that we looked at in class where it's the people standing on the crates and the small child has two crates the younger more taller child has one and an adult doesn't have any it's almost as if they leave that small child on the ground and dig holes for the other people so they are the same height as him They just look to the bottom of their society, whether they're more ugly or less smart, and they make all the people who have all these abilities, whether it be intelligence, beauty, talent, and they put handicaps on them to bring them down. Yeah, yeah, like like you were saying, the forced equality, they, um, they go to like the lowest of the low and start from there instead of taking someone with average intelligence or average whatever and just using that as a starting point for the equality which like you said holds everyone back like physically too um like if someone's stronger yeah if someone's stronger then they are forced to wear these like weights and another thing that's interesting is they use the word handicaps specifically to describe these where you would think a handicap is supposed to help someone say a person's paralyzed you give them a wheelchair and they can still move around instead of being bedbound the use of handicaps here is almost the opposite where they put these weights on people to drag them down yeah yeah 
Yeah, I think that's interesting. We found that these two stories also kind of relate to society today, especially with the um, boom of social media, even in the past only like 10 years. There's all these images of kind of a flawed image of perfection of what someone should look like or how they should act or what they should do to kind of achieve this image of perfection. Yeah, all these images online of people like having wealthier, rich and lush lives it causes people to feel bad about themselves, whereas they can't have the same thing as someone else, or they don't look the same. And it really takes a toll on them emotionally, and it starts to make them lose sight, lose sight of what's good about them and how it makes their qualities make themselves unique and their own human being. Yeah, definitely. Like, they, like you were saying, they lose sight of who they are, and they start trying to become this other person that they won't be able to achieve realistically. Exactly. They're given a flawed image of perfection, and it just leads them into this spiral that eventually will end badly, or people will dig themselves out of it and start yeah. a new, better life for them once they come yeah. to the realization. Another topic that can be drawn in from this common theme of both stories is the characters and how they interact in the stories. A big focus that can be seen is Hazel in Harrison version versus Emily Prime in the World of Tomorrow. Yeah, she Hazel kind of seems to be one of the only people who is experiencing real emotion by crying, I think, twice in the story. It's, I think it's once at the end. Yeah. But she does it so fast. And then she forgets about it, like, as soon as she starts, mm -hmm. which almost gives her a sense of humanity, but it's, like, a broken version. Yeah, like, she, they don't really know that they are human, which is what we discussed in class. They don't know what they're feeling or how to comprehend it. So, in order to take that confusion away, the government or the, in this case, the handicapper general, they just take away being able yeah. to... Think. And her husband George even says when after he sees her crime, forget sad things, and his response was saying, I always do. Which just shows how they push away all the bad things in the world, which also lose sights of some of those human emotions like sorrow and loss and grief, which also is seen in the world of tomorrow when they take away emotions and yeah. push it away. But also it's seen in world emotions. Emily says that she takes pride in her sadness, which almost leads us to think that she's happy to feel something again. But it's almost for the wrong reason because she's lost sight of those good emotions. Yeah, yeah, like definitely all emotions like are what makes us human. Like feeling sad, feeling emotion is what makes us who we are. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like you said. It's like she almost only feels sadness she doesn't know true happiness yeah hazel can also be compared to emily prime not just emily and her sad emotions but emily prime throughout the whole short film is seen as this happy child who's just kind of ignorant and shielded from the real world of what's going to happen in the future to her and you can just see her jumping around laughing which shows she still has emotion Mm -hmm. Which leads to the fact that in the short film, as they clone, they take away the emotion. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, like bliss, blissfully ignorant. She's still only a child, 
she hasn't been exposed to things and that can relate to Hazel um, like I guess Hazel is ignorant about her own emotions she doesn't really understand them neither does yeah. Emily Prime yeah, because Hazel, she doesn't have any handicap. She's on the lower spectrum of her society. So it's almost like she as a person's been preserved without all these handicaps. But she doesn't really have a mind of her own almost because their lifestyle is almost so choppy because they forget about things as soon as they like think of it or remember it. Yeah. You know? This concludes our analysis and comparison of the two stories of The World of Tomorrow and Harrison Virgin. Uh, I'm Maddie Kehoe. And I'm Emily Dietrich. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye.